0: Hello, hello, hello. You are watching the West Cliff climb. Dr. Paul, how are you, buddy? Doing great. It's a
1: kind of a uh, overcast day, but uh, we got some nice rain yesterday. It's so good. doing good. It's Thank beautiful. you. You
0: know on this gloomy, cold day, I just want to take a moment of silence to reflect on the mass casualty of mosquitoes today <laughs> and uh no we're not sorry just kidding I get to reclaim my front yard today those things the little kamikaze little suckers for months and they're gone they're gone as of today I love it life is good uh you know I just wondered this is my this is my thing okay in heaven all right whatever their purpose was on this earth is this how pervasive sin is that in heaven roaches you know roaches as well they're either spawns from hell. Or in heaven, you know, do they they make you laugh? Do they they tickle you? Like, what's going on? So hopefully whatever is waiting for us in the mosquito, roach world in heaven uh, is much more tolerable. So glad with the weather change. So glad. Uh, I love this time of year. I love the fall. I love the fall. I love it. Me too. Right on. So here it is. We're going to jump into your video. I've got three weighted questions. And before we do that, I would love for you to explain the heart, the mind, the intent of your video today. I loved it. Well, years, I have really appreciated the blessing that
1: God told Moses to teach to the priests and Levites, that they would bless the people in a particular way. And as is often the case in scripture, I think there, the, the, the wording um, the specific verbiage and even the order that things come is often significant. And this, in this particular blessing, um, it's only been in recent years that I've thought of it in a fresh perspective. Hmm. Um, obviously, God was wishing always to bless His people, um, but I, I, the Old Testament. Um, that in the New Testament, we're told specifically by Jesus that we must be born again. And this is something we've uh, verified by research, that children find their value through the the countenance or the eyes of the ones that they esteem most. And so Mm -hmm. When a child experiences someone looking at them in a particular way that shows that shine of approval that glow of appreciation that them with a sense of value right. and so when the when the blessing starts out by saying, "The Lord bl- shine upon you uh, and be gracious to you." I, I, I propose in the video that this is exactly what a, a small child feels from first the mother and la- later the father, hmm. that that glow of grace um, is kind of what I like, that a child experiences before it can do anything much other than cry and right. wiggle around a little bit, right. that, that that glow of love is what reassures the child have value hmm. and um and and more and more we know that that the sense of of importance and value that children have comes in the context of belonging um i'm special because i belong to you right and so um you know the video the uh, video that Tavarius did for this week abba i belong to you um just reinforces this this sense that, that Our connection of belonging is where we find, where we find grace, where we find joy, and so, so even you know in the Lord's prayer, Jesus, that sense of belonging—you belong to me, and I belong to you—and that's. But in the video about belonging and blessing,
0: right on. Okay, so then let me ask you—you make a point that I love. You say. Basically, that approval equals goodness, that there's a connection between goodness and approval. I wanted to I wanted to, to take two steps back and you walk us through it. Number one, what does no approval do to a person? So there it's not it's not positive, it's not negative. There's just an absence of black hole of approval, a vacuum. What do you yeah. find that does to our development? What are what are we left with when that is the case?
1: Yeah. Phrase to pay attention. And anytime we pay attention to someone, we actually see, notice them, turn our face toward them. When we when they feel that they are the object of our concern, especially our attention affect Without that attention, if they're invisible, if they feel invisible or unworthy of attention, um, and you know, you know, kids actually, you know, turn their face toward. um, I think we we talked ability to get attention makes you feel valuable, and that's children who are not getting positive attention will often. Um, act out in ways to get somebody to see them. even if it's negative attention, it still makes me feel like I there is something to me that deserves to be seen, deserves to be attended to.
0: Wow, so oh, that's interesting. So in the absence of you're gonna do something to get some kind of approval or attention. okay okay, so then then walk it up the next level. What does flat out disapproval? do so you're getting the attention uh you know it's not it's not a vacuum now instead what you have is disapproval in your development and formation in your life what does that tend and how does that manifest itself what does it look like as we develop
1: sure well um it's it's very important that the child experience if there is disapproval that it's a sense that what they've done is not acceptable that's not how we behave. Um, That's not, you know, that's not okay. Um, But a lot of us who grew up in shame-based systems inadvertently um, deliver the message that not just that's not okay, but you're not okay. Hmm. Um, I remember very well uh, when when my youngest son was in elementary school, he came home and said that, there's a particular child that was pretty troubling in the classroom and, and was bullied by a lot of the kids. Um, He did something The teacher called him down and he said, I made a mistake. And the teacher's response was you are a mistake,
0: which is Uh,
1: horrifying. Yeah. And and though few of us have made that glaring a statement of being bad or being a mistake, we've all probably given that message inadvertently when we you're about and you didn't do right. You didn't do a good job. Right. Um, even if we, even if we were, we're talking about the performance, it can easily be heard as an indictment against my value as a person. And that's where shame enters in. That's where feelings of inadequacy and, Sense of value and got
0: it. Love it. Okay. Well, then before we hit you with the last one, I love this this statement by Lamar Portugal's solution to addiction in their population was found by creating a greater sense of connectivity in their culture. God made us to connect. What Mm. do you say to that? That's interesting statement. Oh, yeah. Great.
1: Um, That connection or the lack thereof is key on many. A, a feeling of disconnection and, and both depression and addiction not only are fueled by disconnection, but they further disconnection. Mm. Um, they, they create this. enough to get our feet, peace or excitement or joy in context of a, a connected relationship. So we turn elsewhere. Um, we isolate, we turn to alcohol, food, whatever, um, yeah. to feel calmer, to feel peace or comfort, but then that, again, creates increasing barriers to rectifying the solution by connection.
0: Wow. Okay. So then finally, not the vacuum, not disapproval now hit us with, with approval, goodness, us being, you know, who we were made to be was the statement I think you had in there. I loved it. Um, what does that set us up for when we have an experience of approval? Well, when, um, when we experience that that glow
1: of appreciation or approval, then in those moments, we, we feel like that sense of being old, This It really does give us that sense that I'm okay. I'm beautiful. If daddy's strong, I'm strong. Right. And um, in the best relationships, if, if if I feel deeply connected with you, you, Josh, then I can enjoy your strengths and your gifts as though they're mine in a way that we are. The apostle Paul goes so far as to say that we are all members of one body, yeah. which that if we feel that connected or that much belonging. Then we revel in one another's gifts and bask in the glow of beauty or goodness. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great. It's an amazing thing.
0: I love that. You know, one of the things that intrigues me is like, I've asked my children even two or three years ago, they're seven, five, and two. So maybe when they were like five and three, you know, why, why I just threw it out. Why does daddy love you? Why does daddy love you? And it was, what really caught me off guard is how young our, you know, how young we are in our development to come to the conclusion that daddy loves me because of what I do. Mm. And so it was, well, they're honest answers. Well, I get good grades. Well, I do this and I do that. I do, And I thought, wow, it's so ingrained in us at such a young age that approval and love and acceptance is contingent on performance for our value. And I would just keep drilling it into them. You know why I, I'm proud of you? You know why I'm proud of you? You know why I, I love you? Because your mind, your mind, your identity is in whose you are. Your identity is not what you're doing. But I, I bet we did this little exercise a hundred times, you know, and it's like, nope, missed it again. Okay, let me remind you one more time, you know, but I just, that really struck me like so young. We come to sure. that conclusion. Yeah. Well, the the the, the love of a mother.
1: in The love of a father, though, is geared toward, but challenged to go beyond, to do better, to run faster, jump higher, and so so our children do see our eyes light up, and they, sh- when they um, make their bed, when they um, yeah make the set the table, when they do things that um, that indicate growth. Or effort, or uh, skill. Yeah. Yes, we are like, wow, that's so. awesome. Um, we want the lifting of the countenance. That mm, good job, you know that that gives them that sense that we approve. Just as Jesus heard those words, "This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased." Mm. So you're mine, and I'm pleased with you. So both both elements are important for children to both feel like you're mine and that's all that matters. Yeah. And um, when you effort to do the hard thing, to speak up for your faith, to help a friend, those are moments when I'm going to give you that sense of glory. Like, wow, you know, that's so cool. Yeah. we or share your toy, whatever it is that that reflects godliness. You've done something great or not, but when we when we see or hear of something that you did that reflects your best self, yeah, score. That's when that's when we get like, mm, good job, you know, thumbs up. Um, and that's where that lifting of the countenance, I think, for me is, is also cool. That uh, when the servant gets that nod uh, from the master of a job well done, that that's that's very reassuring. When I don't down, um, I still get the embrace of belonging. Mm,
0: that's great. Wow. Well, and I, I you know, I, I think I mentioned this before. My son's in T-ball right now. And, you know, the only thing we talk about really is effort and attitude, not outcomes, not performance, just have a good attitude. Don't we agree to do baseball? So we're not going to quit in the middle of a game. We're going to have a good attitude. We're going to pay attention when the coach says yeah. pay attention. But man, I'll tell you what, that kid right? Like he he swings three times at the ball and misses it. I can feel it in my chest. I want to be frustrated and just doing like self-diagnosis and being honest, like that is not about him. He's, he's five. So that is about my concern about what I, for some reason in my mind, think it's about me, what other people think, you know, like, and when I think about parents who Uh, whether they're in this season of sports or what have you that are just flying off the handle. um, A lot of times it doesn't have anything to do with the kid. They've made it about themselves or how people will think of themselves as a parent, or, you know, look at this, you know, my child is an extension of me. If they're great, I'm great. If they're not, I'm not, you know, it's all that stuff, you know, and um, I don't know, any comments on that?
1: Well, I, I do think that it sometimes is about the parent um, other times, you know, the parent is is overly concerned about protecting their child from failure or mm, protecting their good. child from. being will be. here in order to learn resilience and to be able to navigate the setbacks that life will offer them. And so I do think, you know, we sometimes be, are overly fearful for our children um and sometimes you know we we it is about our concern for them but it's overblown. it's it, mm-hmm. it, we we tend to think that we should be able to protect them
0: yeah yeah
1: in, in a lot of cases there are of course there are some cases when Pad the you know, uh, you're going to put the the bumper pads in in the bowling alley um, <laughs> so your kids don't get a gutter every
0: time, right? <laughs> well, and 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 so we'll, we'll just transition here. You know, I love Tavarius's video, Abba, uh, you know, which is father, just talking about this beautiful connection to father. Yours, of course, is just so huge. Mom and dad, the rule, I mean, the the idea of of approval. And what that does for how we understand ourselves and our, and our self-worth and, and, and all of these beautiful things of, and, and giving us the confidence to take risks in life when we know we've been approved and loved. That's huge. Um, with with my particular video was just, you know, I've for better, or for worse, I've done a ton of funerals and I've noticed the fascinating dynamic of when the person, the deceased has written their own obituary. And versus when no one wrote it and the family has to kind of scramble and pull together to get it done. And it's always so interesting, the detail that someone will write about their own life and you get a sense of what they think is their legacy, you know, and it's, I graduated from here and I did this and this was my GPA. And, I love my first car and it was this and then I earned this much money and then I got this promotion and then I da da, da da. you know, it just goes on and on and on and on. And then when the kids ride it or the family or friends ride it, it's like maybe like two sentences. They graduate from here. They worked there for 35 years. They were good at their job. But wow, what a loving father. Hmm. I can remember the fishing trips we used to go on and I'll never forget that she made the best cookies i always knew that grandma was there to listen to me she was always there whenever i needed her you know it's like so interesting how differently we think about our legacy and how much effort we put into to creating a legacy and it it just keeps reminding me that i guess you could say yeah i mean to an extent you you can write your legacy in the sense of how you you know, how you live out your life, but ultimately pen to paper is going to be most likely somebody else. And it's just a fascinating thing. And when it's somebody else, it comes back to relationships and love and time and time spent and all of these random memories that we wouldn't always put a lot of stock in. And yet that's what people hang on to.
1: Yeah. It's a a great video um, because it, Death is a reality, which we, we need to face it head on. Living with a great sense of peace depends in part on um, having eyes wide open to the brevity of life. But the, the video's uh, challenge to all of us is to pay attention in a legacy That are not necessarily the moments of our engaging our life's work, but rather the moments of those people that God puts in our path to be acceptance, encouragement, and challenge to those that we have that open channel of love with because we belong to one another.
0: Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. What a great time with you, my friend. Always the the best part of my week usually is getting to have these discussions and dialogues and think deeply. We want to thank Woodlands Church for your continued love and support. Uh, thank you for uh, Church of the King. Uh, for your continued support of Mr. Tavarius Lenzer, Pilgrim Lutheran Church, where I'm the senior pastor. I love you guys so much. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry as well. I'm gonna close this in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank and praise you for your kindness, your goodness, and your mercy uh, that rains down on us every single day. You are the loving Father. You are the Father who doesn't break promises. You are the Father who doesn't walk away You are the father that approves of us. And it's not because of what we do or what we've accomplished or how much money we make. But God, it's it's simply because when you see us, you see the beautiful sacrifice of Jesus, this beautiful gift. And we are counted as sons and daughters, fully approved by faith and by your work on our behalf on the cross, your death and your resurrection, Jesus. How powerful and beautiful. And so we thank you. We praise you. We love you for the approval that you've given us, undeserved that you give us. And we thank you, Lord, that we can be a people that leave a legacy that lasts two, three, four generations and beyond of faith. We love you, Jesus. It's in your name. Amen. We love you guys. We will see you next week. Bye.